0: everybody thank you for tuning into my podcast keeping it real with caramel as we say 100 i have the superb charmaine on the line how are you i am great how are you i am great i am great so tell everybody you know um where are you from and just a little bit about you that they don't know because we're gonna go on your bio and talk about a little more things that you got going on
1: Perfect. Well, I live in North Vancouver in British Columbia, Canada, where it rains a lot in the winter. And uh, one thing people might not know about me and might not be in my bio is one of the best teachers I have ever had about life and business is my dog. Oh wow!
0: <laughs> so you have a
1: dog. What's your dog's name? His name is Toby, and he actually has his own, He has he has a side of the business all to himself.
0: <laughs> oh wow!
1: <laughs> that is so sweet. <laughs> what kind of, What kind of dog is Toby? He's a Chesapeake Bay Retriever, so very much a personality of, of a of a Labrador Retriever. Just wants to be loved, with played, played with, and and enjoy life. <laughs>
0: Oh, right. And that's the best way to be, you know,
1: not the truth. (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: So you've been in business more than 25 years, changing lives. Yeah. So why do you do what you do for people?
1: Oh, well, you know, it all started back in, in, um, when I left high school to go into college, I chose a career in the correctional service. So I was a correctional officer in a male adult prison and then found my passion really working with young offenders and all of that experience over a 10-year period got me intrigued and interested in learning about collaboration and resolving conflicts in a different way fast forward i became a mediator and opened up my first business uh, almost 25 years ago and then that led me into not only a mediation career but a speaking and training career and fast forward from then i now have two businesses i don't mediate anymore but i Teach organizations, nonprofits, and businesses about collaboration, communication, and conflict resolution.
0: Awesome! Wow, you was the only female in the correction officer with all those. <laughs> I, you know what? I give you props for that. You know, um, because you know, I think it sometimes it's harder for a female to do it, but you did it, so that was awesome.
1: Yes, I was when I came out of college I, and started working at the prison that I worked at. I was the youngest person there, and. Oh, wow. in those days a handful of women so um, certainly uh, a, a brand new learning experience for me but I, I've got to say it really taught me a lot of vital lessons that are important to run a successful business so it taught me about teamwork and leadership and what to do what not to do it it taught me about the importance of collaboration and and being connected to the bigger picture you know what what really the yes. focus is. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So when you speak to people, what do you want your audience or someone to take away from your
1: speeches? One of the messages that I really want people to take away from the presentations I do, whether it's on collaboration or conflict resolution, one of the messages is that mistakes happen. Mistakes happen in how we communicate and how we show up, how somebody interpreted our message, how somebody was impacted. And the best thing to do is just to own it, fix it and move forward. I see so many people who years later are still blaming themselves or blaming other people for the shoulda, woulda, couldas. And I see the immense stress that it puts on people people are unhappy and that's one of my goals is to help people just be able to fix things in the moment, deal with it. I call it the mulligan. I'm not a golfer, but I understand right. a <laughs> That is the do over. So how to do these do overs so that you can get the relationship back on track and get out of some of that drama
0: right so do you um, feel like the reason why people blame other people is because they don't want to blame themselves about what's going on they haven't faced the like the true facts of that it's their problem it's nobody
1: else's problem that's such a good point about blame is such a you know, in so many ways it's it's simple and in other ways blame is so complex. And I absolutely see what you said where 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 a person might not be willing to take ownership or take responsibility, it's a lot easier sometimes to project that blame outward and to put responsibility on other people. The challenge is is in conflict when we just keep placing blame outward on other people, it generally doesn't resolve the issue. So we have two problems at hand. Now we have the problem that's still waiting to get solved and resolved. And then we now have this relationship breakdown because typically what accompanies blame if if, and we've all been I mean all of us have been on the receiving end at some point of being blamed for something and it creates creates defensiveness and and this feeling of winners and losers and my experience tells me that um, you know typically those are the situations that just linger around for a long time
0: yeah, that is true. So, what you also are an author? So, what books have you written?
1: <laughs> my very first book was about the dog Toby. So he, <laughs> 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 and you might be wondering what you know for a person who speaks on conflict and communication and collaboration, what's that about? But I had written a story about my dog Toby that was first of all published in Chicken Soup for the Soul, and and the the story that I had published there was a story about this dog, Toby, who was a rescue dog and came to us with many, many issues, actually costly issues. He used to destroy the house as part of his coping with things that upset him, like noises, for example, outside. And how we got his behavior under control was to bring in a behaviorist, her name was Maggie, and Maggie came in and taught us that Toby was a dog who needed a job and a purpose. And Toby and I began volunteering every Wednesday for almost five years at a hospital. And that's when he stepped into his purpose and stopped destroying our house. And that's what the story was about. Then that led in. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> oh, Toby, got his own stuff. <laughs> well, the funny part of the, the sort of the backstory of that is that You know people say oh that's so great Charmaine and Christopher you adopted this this rescue dog Toby it's so great that you rescued him and I said you know I think he kind of rescued us because he taught us a lot about uh, the importance of play in life and um not getting so worked up about things and reducing stress and being focused and communicating clearly and it was toby's story in chicken soup for the soul that then inspired me to write a book about toby and the way that he had taught me to be a better person and that book it's called on toby's terms and then that led into several children's books and other personal development books and and for the person who thought i would only write the one story i continue to write i've got a book coming out uh, i'm an author in a book that comes out next week awesome what's, what's the name of the book voices of the 21st century and it is 40 incredible will women that are sharing their stories of resilience and moving beyond challenges in life so really excited to be alongside these incredible women
0: That is awesome. That is awesome. So Toby's really a superstar. (laughs) He is. (laughs) (laughs) So that is awesome. So when
1: you was growing up, do you always want to help people? Oh, isn't that an interesting question? When I was growing up, did I always want to help people? I'm going to say yes to that, because when I think back to my elementary school days, what was I doing when I was not in school? I was playing school. We had a blackboard in the basement and <laughs> we would take the chalk and write on the board and, you know, set up the stuffed animals to listen to our class. And, and um, you know, I, I always wanted to be that person, I think, that was helping and listening and supporting whether and it, so Fast forward now, what do I do? I speak and train and I work with people in tough situations to help get them through it.
0: That is awesome. That is awesome. So what motivates you to wake up every morning? Like what gets you up? Mm -hmm. What inspires you to to get up in the morning?
1: What a great question. One of the things that puts a bounce in my step is I love creating. Uh, And I think that's part of why I enjoy writing so much. And I'm very blessed to love what I do. I mean, I've been able to pick my clients, pick the projects that I take on. And I every day I'm working on things that I thoroughly enjoy. Often they challenge me to learn new skills. but but I enjoy them and it's connected to my purpose. And I think that's what really puts a bounce in my step is that it's another new day. What else can I create? What What's something new that I can do? I get the chance to connect with so many people in my work and I find people so intriguing, you know, listening to what makes them tick and and, what puts a bounce in their step. And, And my husband always says, he tells this funny story, Christopher is his name. He said he. I wake up and my brain is going. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. But okay. Yes, yes. My brain, my brain just goes. <laughs> yeah. so, so I don't know if there's an off button on mine, but it's kind. You know, I wake up in the morning, and usually I wake up with some kind of idea. And I used to kind of nudge my husband and see if he was awake, and I'd say, "Babe, I've got this great idea." and and, you know that's not the first thing he wants to hear in the morning definitely not till he's had his cup of coffee so one day he he had tried to give me feedback a number of ways and apparently I wasn't taking the feedback because I was still waking up with the babe I've got a great idea <laughs> so he thought, how can I? How can I explain that I just need time to wake up? So one day when I did that, he said, "Look over there," and he's pointing over to the corner of the room. Look over there. What do you see? And I'm, you know, squinting my eyes to see what he see. I can't see anything. And he said, "It's a, it's a sign. It's a fluorescent sign. It says we are closed." <laughs> So, <laughs> you know, what Christopher would do is when we'd be having a coffee break out on the deck and we're supposed to be enjoying our coffee, and I go into another idea or to share something about work, he'd say, Oh, look, the sign's blinking. We are closed. And that was my subtle hint to just have a break.
0: <laughs> but you know, but you know that writers always creative they always have something going on in their mind and for some reason like once they have an idea they have to like either write it down on paper or Mm -hmm. share it because we don't because most times you know i'm a writer as well and we don't want to lose what we just thought yeah. about and so we want to tell someone so if we did forget what we said we'd be like you remember what i told you you know <laughs> you <the> so, <laughs> that's right. you, you're my backup so be my backup so tell christopher that that's yeah. your backup when you want you know that is awesome So what advice would you give someone if they're trying to expand their funding? Mm.
1: Oh, there's so many great ways to expand funding. But, you know, if you're a business, an entrepreneur, a nonprofit, and you're looking to expand your funding, one of the ways that you can do that is through collaborating and partnering with other people or other organizations. In my business, Raise a Dream, we've had a lot of our clients. Uh, solopreneurs, small businesses, even nonprofits that have been able to expand their funding by partnering with other businesses and organizations. Or in some cases, a small business will partner with a nonprofit organization who might be able to actually apply for a grant. So I've had that opportunity a lot of times over the years where there might be a project or an event that we want to work on and we've brought in a nonprofit partner and they're actually able to tap into. To government funding or grants that we wouldn't be able to apply for as a for-profit company and that kind of partnership has worked great and then the other way that um is really effective when done well is to explore the opportunities for sponsorship with local businesses and corporate brands right
0: yeah yeah because um Because a lot of people don't know how to go about when they start businesses. And so um, sometimes, you know, they take the wrong direction and and things happen. So, you know, um, I think, you know, getting together with other people will, will help you out a lot, too. So. Yeah, so what so besides your new your new book that's coming out, what other projects do you have going well, on?
1: Well, the new book coming out and I have my third children's book that uh, will be coming out this year as well. And then Wow. And the fun part of that book, the children's book is that it's actually illustrated by my best friend who I met uh, in elementary school. So it's really a project of friendship and and she's an incredible artist, Roseanne is an incredible artist. And then the other projects I've got coming up, like many small businesses and entrepreneurs, uh, we're in the process of moving much of what we did live into online platforms so creating online courses we already have some in my raise a dream company but creating more online courses and online resources because a lot of the companies that i typically get called in to work with as a speaker or a facilitator they're not of course hosting live events right now but they are moving into more virtual or remote based uh project work or events and so looking at moving my programs away in a way that can be delivered other than just in person and that's been a great a great uh, project over time and also being on podcasts I love having conversations <laughs> with people just like you <laughs> because I always walk away learning something
0: yes yes and um speaking of um on you know live um you know um interviews and stuff like that Um, now we don't have a choice because of the pandemic you know And a lot of things, a lot of things is on Zoom and uh, other platforms. And so how are you doing with the pandemic and all that stuff? Well,
1: fortunately for me, I've been working remotely and on Zoom. Previous to that, it was Skype. And previous to that, it was webinar platform. So many years I've been delivering services both in person and online. So that wasn't too much of a shift for me. Um, Of course, as a speaker, when the pandemic hits, a lot of the events are canceled or postponed or moved into a virtual platform. So I have really uh, found the last, I'm gonna say specifically the last six or seven months have been very interesting learning because as all of the event organizers that bring me in or the corporations that bring me in, they've all now moved their events to different hybrid or variations of online. And so I've had the opportunity to probably work on about eight or nine different platforms other than the ones like Zoom and Skype and. Microsoft Teams that I have been using for many years. It's been a really interesting experience to learn all of these different platforms and the different ways that we can now engage people. Uh, Just as an example, I was delivering a workshop last week on collaboration. Uh, with Staples and we did an exercise, I facilitated a brainstorming exercise in the collaboration workshop and used a platform called Jamboard, it's one of the Google Suite uh, products and people loved that and it was a way to when i'm in person with an audience i would give people the sticky note pieces of paper they'd write their idea down and come and plaster those sticky papers around the wall and of course then we put them into themes and i really wanted to create something like that with the particular exercise i was doing online and came across jamboard and it worked perfectly and so i've been using that and that's one of the blessings for me that has come out of the pandemic is really encouraging me um, in some cases giving me a little bit of a swift kick to be able to move into some of these new modalities and platforms that I haven't been using before
0: Right because I've been learning a lot too Charmaine (laughs) I'm like oh my god I even know nothing about this one okay (laughs) because I'm like you know like I'm kind of like like not technology mm-hmm. savvy at all it's
1: not my you know genius either. And, but now
0: it's <laughs> right so now it's teaching me something mm-hmm. new you know teaching me that i have to to be technology i have to learn yeah. you know yeah. and so it's, this is fun actually it's fun learning and fun you know trying out different things on you know technology wise and i'm like wow i didn't know this you know yes. this is new you know so I'm still learning, but I'm like,
1: And the technology (laughs) is so quickly changing. I mean, I I just got on Clubhouse, for example, uh, this this weekend, and I'm learning that platform now. And it's not only just the presentation platforms that we use and conference platforms. It's all the different ways now that we communicate with audiences where we would have done that in live events or networking meetings or public events. And so it's even challenging me to look at, which platforms should I be on because there are so many right. and and yes. I've signed up for a lot. And then I think, why am I doing that platform? None of my clients are on that platform. Right. right. This is
0: not the exactly. right one for me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But I want to say that it's a pleasure talking to you. And um, I know that um, Toby is going to be a superstar. Thank you. <laughs>
1: And if, <laughs> and if anybody
0: wants to reach out to you, how will yeah, they find you?
1: The uh, best place to find me is on our website, Raise a Dream. So raiseadream.com. And of course, I'm on social media on all the handles on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook with Raise a Dream.
0: Okay. So I just want to say thank you for spending your <laughs> little Sunday with me, 20 minutes of your too. Sunday with me. And you um, stay safe and keep doing what you're doing, helping people and changing their lives because you're doing a great job. You changed my life for being up here. So So, thank you so much. much. You're so (laughs) Great to be with you. All right. Thank you.